I've got a big speech, the company party tonight, okay? This is very important. I've got something important too. What? Me and my girl are going to crush a 12-pack and watch porn. Hello and welcome to Cameo Guys. I am your host, Mark Nelson, and I'm joined this week by Cam. Hello, hello. This is the podcast all about movie reviews, and this week we were treated uh, <laughs> by having to sit down and watch the all-time classic film, which I'm sure no one remembers, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Yeah, this was this was my suggestion because we'd, we'd done a whole theme, a theme month of nothing but Christmas, and I'm like, you know what? I know one movie... That's called New Year's Eve. Let's do it. I regret everything. Yeah, look, it wasn't great. This, I, I think this was easily the worst movie we've watched. No. Wait. It's 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 in the ballpark. Yeah. Okay. It's it was actually that's a lie. It was easier to watch this than it was to watch Miami Vice in the Cup. Divergent. I'd watch Divergent again over this. No, I wouldn't. I, uh, this just is. This is another movie where people have sold their soul to the devil. It, it looked like a, a contractual movie. Oh, for everyone, just shocking. We'll, we'll get into it. I think I need. Some, we will. I, I need some time away to not think about it and to talk about some other. Yeah, things much, much better movies. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk about something better than New Year's Eve. What have you been watching this week, Cam? Okay. Uh, I've got a bit of a list. Oh. So, I started watching and then finished American Vandal, season yes. one. Did you like that? I did like it. It left it nice and open-ended yeah. for the next season, which was pretty pretty good. It was a nice It was a nice sort of whodunit yeah, and sort of take-off. Good mockumentary. On, like, crime... Documentaries, oh, even like the Netflix own, like Making a Murderer and yeah, stuff like that. It was 100% so. a spoof on that. Yeah, which was, I wasn't, I didn't know it was a spoof until like, I don't know, maybe like a couple of minutes into the first. And I'm like, oh, this is not real. <laughs> okay. I think I think we would have heard about it. Yeah. In yeah, the, like the, the news and yeah, stuff. Dick if, Gate or something. Yeah, Dick Gate. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, I also watched a movie called Creep, which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen this on Netflix? Oh. I don't think it's up your alley. No. <laughs> it's Mark Duplass. Yes. Um, playing a, just a real creep. That's okay. essentially the movie. It's like a found footage type movie. Mm. It's play. It's better than it's better than I'm giving it credit for right now. It's okay. it's pretty. It's it's he plays a really interesting character. He would easily be able to play a creepy. Person. He is creepy, and they've done a mm. second one, which is apparently better. I haven't watched it yet, but um, a sequel to it. Yeah, is he still the creep? He is still the creep. He has remained the creep. And uh, last one I'll mention. <clears throat> oh, we've been, I think, a past couple of podcasts. 
I've mentioned I've been watching Dexter. Yes, you finally finished it. I've finished it. I've never been as disappointed <laughs> in an ending ever. Yeah. I knew what I knew what I was getting into. I didn't know the ending. But you knew that the, I knew it the sentiment around it was not great. Not great. Yeah. And for for most of the last episode, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't get the hate. The, the, the episode seems fine, mm. and then the last thirty seconds ruins essentially the whole series. Yeah, I can still enjoy it, but it kind of backtrack on the whole idea of the character. Yeah, it, <laughs> throughout the series, just, it was an awful way to end it. But yep, that's that's so, just Dexter. Yay! Yeah, I know. I enjoy. I really enjoyed a lot of it, but fuck me, that <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I think I sat there for maybe five minutes after it finished and just been like, but, 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 but what? <laughs> what? Why is that? What? What? Yeah. Anyway. That's not great. Yeah. Hmm. How about yourself? I wanted to watch a lot of stuff lately, but I've actually been playing more video games than anything. Okay. Just kind of, you know, Boxing Day sales and mm-hmm. everything like that. What, uh, what was the, the game? Uh, the game latest there? Assassin's Creed. Okay. Called Origins. Yep. Which is set in ancient Egypt. Okay. And they've kind of retooled the game. They took a few years away again and mm-hmm. revamped the whole system. So it's it's pretty good. Okay. And uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole. I did. I've heard about this. What's how is it? Oh, if if you like the first game, which mm-hmm. was the Stick of Truth. Yep. It's it's pretty much identical in every way. Yep. They've improved the um, the battles a little bit. Put mm-hmm. a bit more strategy into it. I'm currently playing as a speedster. Of course you of are. Of course I am. Yep. I'm waiting for there to be like a Green Lantern, <laughs> like uh, kind of metaphor, analog, analogy kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'd switch class for that, but at the moment it's a speedster. Okay. Um, yeah, very funny game. If you're a fan of South Park, definitely get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heavily suggest you getting it. Oh. Because when you buy the new game, you get a digital version of The Stick of Truth. To download. Oh, okay. So you get both. Yeah. When I find some money... Yes. I'll see what I can do. It was $35 on Amazon. Oh. Well, maybe I can find $35. dollars almost giving it away because <laughs> you're getting two games for... That's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really like that. Like, it's just got that perfect South Park humour. Like, Cartman gives you your horrific backstory... Because yes. all superheroes need one, and mm-hmm. it's like you're getting a home invasion, and you prevent the home invasion, but by doing so, you then walk into your parents having sex. Oh, that's, and that's that, that was the tragic backstory. That that is pretty tragic. If, if you had defeated the villains faster, you wouldn't have seen your parents fucking each other. <laughs> okay, so well, yeah, okay. perfect South Park humor, and yep. and the first game was amazing. So I've got pretty high hopes for that. Yep. Um, other than that. I have, I've got a nice long list starting now of all uh, the movies I want to see, um, especially like the Boxing Day one. So Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Jess really wants to see The Greatest Showman. I'm I'm not interested in that. that because it seems to ignore all the bad things about um, Barnum's real life persona. It's, it's a sugar he, coating. And how movie. he abused a lot of... Yep, those workers. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, let's put Hugh Jackman on it and forget all of that. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm assuming I'll end up seeing that. Yeah, um, I really want to see Downsizing. Really? Uh, I really like the guy who wrote, wrote it. Okay. He did. I can't, I 
can't remember the name of the movie, but it won an Oscar. Um, and it starred George Clooney as a dad in Hawaii. And his wife's just passed away. And it's all about them trying to sell off um, a particular bit of land. They're, it sounds shit, but actually amazing. <laughs> okay. It's very yep. well written. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I really want to see Downsizing. And there was one more. Oh, Coco. 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 Yep. Um, think- there is one that I really want to see. Shape of Water. Yes, water, I'm not counting that because that comes out late Jan. Late Jan, yeah. I thought That's Guillermo so. del Toro. Yes. I'll be seeing that straight away. That. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, yeah, that looks amazing. Um, getting good Oscar buzz, actually. Hmm. Which... Yeah, we'll get like Best direct- Director or anything, but no. um, probably more your effects and costuming side of things. Yeah, exactly. If Suicide Squad can win an Oscar <laughs> for costume. Oscar winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, there's so much now. Like... um. I really want yeah, to see we, Three we, Billboards. Yes, Three Billboards is coming out. I really want to see that. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks movie coming the out. Post. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just it, we, we're hitting peak season. You, yeah, it's it's the perfect time to go to Cameo Cinema. Indeed, it is because they're actually doing quite a lot of preview screenings of those movies. Yes, yeah. which they tend to do on a Sunday afternoon. It's a good time. So I know what we'll be doing for a lot of Sunday afternoons leading up to it. Yes. if we can get to them early, it means they're not all coming in at once. Yeah. Um, I just had a great thought. We should do an episode when it gets closer um, for all three of us, because I think Bakes will be back in time for yeah. our Oscar picks. Yep. I feel like I haven't watched a whole lot from this year or like in the Oscar. Or is Oscar season more like Late this year, early next year. Is yeah, that the, okay. that's, that tends to be how it runs. Studios will drop um, what they think. Oh, a bit of thunder oh. outside. That's quite nice. The world is falling down. <laughs> um, yeah, studios tend to release their movies now if yep. they think they're going to be up for Oscar contention. Okay. Everyone yep. thought, um, I think it was last year, that the founder was oh. going to be up for an Oscar. Mm. But then they released in July. Which was pretty much the studio going. It's not going to win anything. No. That's funny because I really enjoyed a lot of the performances in that movie. Mm. But that's uh, a strange one. Well, at the same time, like to be nominated for an Oscar, the studio pays. Ah, well, that makes sense. So they're not backing it financially if they don't think it'll win. Yeah, that's. I think that's a problem with the Oscars in general. Oh yeah, it's not a not a great system, but. No. I reckon that'll be a bit of a fun little episode we can do. Yeah. I, I'm very interested to hear what Bakes, <laughs> Bakes' favourite movie of the year oh, is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's, yeah, that's kind of not really what I've watched, but what I want to watch. What you've, what you've, but, and what, what I've played. Done. And what I've yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, God. That means only one thing. I know. It's time to actually talk about New Year's Eve. Yep. Now, this, this is... I think the second in a series we were talking about yes. followed Valentine's Day mm-hmm. uh, and then was preceded then by Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. And it's clearly they saw what went well with Love Actually yep. and went, let's turn that into a formulaic film series. Yep. And like a not connected film series, but a like... Theme. Day. Film and yeah. narrative. Yeah. Like premise and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And as much as I... Don't enjoy Love Actually. It's much better than oh, this, isn't God. it? Because they they lose the heart. There's well, there's no, no heart, heart, and they've tried to do too many stories. 
Like, I thought Love Actually had too many stories. No, 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 no. no, no. no. They actually gave time for those stories. Yes, so they, I think Love Actually had about six or seven and yeah. they grew organically and they had a they flowed a middle and an yeah. end to those stories. Yeah. There were points in this movie where I turned to you and went, holy <laughs> shit, we haven't seen this character for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like like they'd, they'd do the start of a story yep. and then we'd see the end. Yeah, and it we'd would just be get... like, there's a passage of time just... Yeah. Just deal with the fact that something is supposed to have happened. There's no middle. No. There was no middle to this. Let's get into the cast. Yeah. Um, let's just reel. Reel them off. There them is off a again. lot. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. And Zac Efron, mm-hmm. who I'll get into later, who I thought were the only good storyline. Good. Yeah. Overall, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, someone's got to deal with IMDb. What's and the happened? way they list things. Oh, so just the weird order. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro, Halle Berry. Yeah. Gary, Car- Carrie Ills, who is Robin Hood and from The Princess Bride. Yes. No one will know his name. Nope. Uh, we have Alyssa Milano, Milano and Common, and they're all part of the Robert De Niro storyline. Yeah, the hospital storyline. Uh, we then had Jessica Biel, Seth Myers, Sarah Paulson, and Till Schwieger, who were all the... The pregnancy storyline in yes. the same hospital. Yeah, the parents, yep. Um, and also Carla Gugino, who was the, the doctor of Seth Myers and Jessica Biel's character. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh, and we had a... I wanted one shout-out to Peter Allen Voigt, who was the very gay male nurse, for ah. having some of the best lines of the movie. Yes, one of my favourites, yes. Um, not the line we said at the start of the movie. No. We'll get into that as well. <laughs> Uh, we then, of course, had Catherine Heigl, and I feel this was in her her descent into obscurity. I think this was like her claws in, yep. hanging on the precipice. This was going to be the movie that got her back in the good books, no, but no, 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 it didn't happen. John Bon Jovi <laughs> as Jensen, uh, Sophia bow, Vergara, bow. Russell yep. Peters, yep, and they were all part of the. Jensen and Laura's story, apparently. Mm-hmm. Then we had the elevator segment, which mm-hmm. featured Ashton Kutcher, Leah Michelle, and Jim Belushi. Oh, just at the end. Old, old Jimmy boy. Old Jim. He knows what goes down in an elevator. Uh, we then had the mother and daughter storyline mm-hmm. with Sarah Jessica Parker, Abigail Breslin, and then a swath of child actors. That no one gives a shit about. Matt Wolf. I told you. It was that guy. Ah. From De- yeah, Death Note, um, Paper Paper Towns, not Paper Planes. Yeah, I was going to say, Paper Planes is an Australian oh, we, we movie. I don't speak of that child either. I didn't see Death Note, but Paper Towns annoyed me. All right. <laughs> then, then there's just the storyline titled The Ahern Party, which oh. is uh, Josh Duhamel. Yep. Uh, we've also got Sean O'Brien, who played uh, Pastor Edwin. Yes. And then uh, Larry Miller. Larry Miller. Who plays Harley, who was the character in which we quoted at the yes. start of him and, him this and podcast. Was the scene between him and Josh, where, you know what? I probably would have preferred following his storyline of his wife and him going home and yeah, look, watching a bit of porn after sinking probably a Probably a much pack. more interesting storyline than a lot of these people. Oh we also had uh, Jack McGee playing Grandpa Jed. He also had some good lines later on yes. in the car. He was a creepy, thirsty man. old man. He was. Uh, and Yardley Smith. Yep. 
playing Mort. His second That's movie a, with Yardley Smith in it in the last month. Who is Yardley Smith? Who does she actually voice in The Simpsons? Lisa. So she does voice Lisa. That's it. Because she, I'm just saying the character name of Mortimer. It's a bit close to Marge, but no, she's not Marge. No, she's just Lisa. Yep. And I think that. Oh, oh no. How could I forget the Times Square storyline? Which. <laughs> oh, Luda! Hillary Swank. <laughs> Luda! Ludacris, or as he's really known, Chris Bridges. Uh-huh. As the only cop in New York wearing the most ill fitted yeah, that, that uniform known to man. Was not meant for Ludacris. <laughs> so I think that's all of our segments. Yeah. Jesus That's Christ. enough, people. That's enough. Um, just from that alone. That should clearly tell you how much yeah. of a mess this movie is. Like, at least with Love Actually, yes, there were segments, mm. but the segments were between two characters. Yeah, not Maybe this. three. Everyone was connected. Oh. Like, literally everyone. But I feel like with these American ones, I can even remember it a little bit with Valentine's Day. They, they set all this up, but they... Rather than the connections being this old really cute thing, like in Love Actually, how you found out Emma Thompson was Hugh Grant's sister and mm. she was friends with Liam Neeson. They had this lovely relationship here. It's kind of like a, look what we did here. Look, yeah. look. Well, they're and on they the get phone. to like right at the end, it's like, yeah. oh, look. They, oh, wait, you thought they were connected? No, they're not. They're going to run past each other. Mm. Like, it's just, they yeah. took everything. Now I sound like I'm defending Love Actually. You are. They took everything that Love Actually did actually kind of did well and just... They went through the easy route. Yeah. 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 A lot of the times, the way that characters got interlinked was they would call up, Oh, hey, sis. Yes. Oh, hey, bro. Zach Efron was... Hello, my best friend. Zach Efron was connected to far everyone. too many characters. Everyone. Yeah. And, like, he just... Oh. Everyone just felt hollow. They were empty, empty beings. Yeah, like even I'm saying like Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer's storyline was the best. Mm-hmm. But theirs was still awful. Like It wasn't it was, great. It wasn't great. Like, no. And he was still a pretty bad person. And you could argue that, you know, he had a bit of a character growth as usual. But again, he only did it because he wanted tickets to some yeah. event. We did forget one person that was in this movie. Who? For a grand total of one minute. John Lithgow. Oh, John Lithgow, part part of the Zac Efron, part of the Michelle Pfeiffer storyline, um, yep. where he uh, was her boss. Yep, who was just playing John Angry Lithgow. Birds. Yep, yep. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's let's try and let's break this down. Let's let's segment it. Segment it out. Mm-hmm. So we've got Michelle Pfeiffer storyline. Yep, we've got the party storyline. We've got Times Square. Mm-hmm. We've got the elevator. Yep. And uh, the mother and daughter. Yeah. Six segments. Yeah. So let's felt like... Oh, and the... Oh, yeah. So, you by the Times Square one, does that include the teenager? Like Abigail? No, that, that that's considered mother-daughter. Oh. But then again... They all... They converge <laughs> and... Yeah, it's just confusing. Yeah. Which one do we want to try first? Uh... Do you want to talk about the one you liked more first? Yeah, so I, I, I liked the, um, the Zac Efron one. I didn't mind the idea. The idea is so she is kind of a shut-in and just kind of nervous and, around people. And has spent her life just working. 
Yeah. So he's always wanted to do a bunch of things, but because she's a shut-in and shy and has no confidence. And her boss treats her like shit. Yeah, was never able to do it. Uh, She was expecting her bonus to be fairly hefty so she could go to a trip to Bali. Yep. She gets a pretty shitty bonus and is also told, hey, you can't even take that leave you wanted anyways. Um, yep. p- before that conversation even happens, Zac Efron kind of gives her a bit of a pep talk anyways and tells mm-hmm. her, hey, why don't you quit? In more of a joking manner kind of yeah. thing. And um, she takes him up on his advice, quits, um, and then tells him that if she helps him with her bucket list, he'll get tickets to a very lavish yeah. New Year's Eve party. Which is one of the other storylines. Anyways. um, So then they spend the day just ticking things off her bucket list in very creative ways. Yeah. yeah. Because she had a a fairly big list that you couldn't conceivably complete in one day anyways. Um, But Zac Efron takes her up on the challenge. and he found a way. And found a way. Like, she wants to go to Bali, so he finds her a massage, kind of like beauty spa. Yeah. In like Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. that kind of looks like Bali Asian kind of it doesn't look anything like Bali no it doesn't look anything like Egypt well, when that scene happened I'm like do you guys even know what Bali looks like or well, they're just, from America no you just heard a name no yeah us Australians very familiar with Bali oh we fucking know <laughs> <laughs> it's like the seventh state yeah I know <laughs> so yeah I, I, I just found that storyline and again Almost back to the love, actually. It's almost the storylines that aren't about conventional yeah, rom-com love storylines. Mm. Seems to have a bit more... Meat to it. Meat to it that you can work with and I do mean, something like, different. I mean, like the ending of that storyline was they kissed. Oh, they certainly... But that was more of a... Oh, no, they certainly fucked. They, did they? You'd almost say they stooped. They stooped, did they? I reckon by the end of that night, he's on that open bar, he's been dancing with her, mm-hmm. and he goes... Why not? Why not? He's done all this stuff for her. He's he just he just he goes, wants some repayment. He just goes, why not? <laughs> it's time for me to experience something new. <laughs> the touch of an older woman. Yeah, that is that is my head cannon. That is how that storyline ended. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So there's that one. Yep. Uh, let's pivot over to uh, we the couples. Pregnancy. It's not a long. Yeah, one. That's, that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, Jessica Beale and Seth Myers are pregnant. Somehow a couple. Yep. Somehow a couple as well. <laughs> Seth, guys, <laughs> give it a rest. <laughs> you're a funny guy, but you're not that funny. No, he's not. Um, yeah, they are heavily pregnant. They are about yep. to give birth. Mm-hmm. They find out from another couple who accidentally let slip that the hospital that they are planning to give birth in uh, gives $25,000 to the first couple to give birth yep. for the year. Hmm. And pretty much the storyline is the race is on. Let's who's gonna who's gonna sacrifice uh, their baby's good, health, baby's health for twenty five grand, so that they can find any means necessary to induce birth, but not yep. too soon, not too soon. No, 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 they don't want it too soon. They want it just after midnight. Yeah, there was even one scene where uh, the at this stage the evil dad. From the other couple. Because he's German. He's German. Uh, he's pretty much yelling at his wife's vagina. Yeah. Which, to pretty much tell the baby to stay in there, because it's too early. <laughs> yep. And uh, I believe that's when my favourite line of the movie was said. Yep. Ladies, <laughs> may the best... V 
the JJ win yep. from our from our male nurse. Yep. Which just, if you want a thing to sum up this movie, there it is. That quality. It was just quality writing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh. just awful. It wasn't great. It so, was not great. There, there's that. Um, and guess what? The good couple have the baby first. Yep. But then the, lie about what time it was. Because the, the they see that the other couple already has two kids. Yep. And they're str- somehow, that means they must be struggling financially. They yeah. never actually figure that out. Um, bit of a, I bit think of he a, just assumed it. Just a judgment leap. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, they've got more mouths to feed. I don't know. He could be a millionaire. And like Seth Meyers was a like in school to be a vet. He has no money. That's a good point. He's What's an, Jessica Biel doing? That's an old dude to be still yeah. in school. Well, it depends on how old he's supposed to be in this. I'd say still around late thirties. I'd, I'd say mate. Early 30s, he's trying to be. Okay. I don't know. He tried and failed. Yes, he did. I'm not believing that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was a weird sound that I just made. Yeah. My lip. Um, So there's that storyline. That finishes. Elevator. Oh, God. Ashton Kutcher hates New Year's. Yep. Trashes the hallway in his apartment Uh building because it's filled with decorations. Gets into an elevator with Leah Michelle. Yep. From Glee oh, fame. That's right. Um, and guess what? They get stuck. They get stuck in the elevator. Guess what? They fall in love. <laughs> For some reason. For some I don't reason. know why. She sings along to a song that's happening nowhere near them. No. And Ashton Kutcher draws her because apparently he's a comic book artist. Yeah. And they fall in love. She leaves because, of course, the elevator opens and there's Jim Belushi just <laughs> spouting some shit. And then uh, she runs off to Times Square to join the Times Square storyline. To join Jensen. <laughs> she's yep. a, uh, a backup singer. And he's hoping that tonight will be her big chance. So, yeah, cool, cool on that one. Yep. Um, yep they, some, they, for some reason, fall in love. There's no actual there's reason. There's no reason. There's... I'd argue there's not even chemistry there. No, they they went from not liking each other because he called her a groupie. Yep. And then... Her he's, thinking he's just a dickhead hipster. Which he is. Which he is. Yep. I, I imagine he smells oh, horrendous. like monster At, energy drink. Through the entire movie, he is in his pyjamas. Yeah. Even when he goes off to Times Square, mm-hmm. he's still in his pyjamas. Yeah. Oh, he's God. a big disappointment. Okay. So there's that. There's that storyline. They kiss or something yep. because whatever. Wow, uh, John, John Bon, John Buck, <laughs> Jensen, or as we're just going to refer to him, John Bon, John Jovi, Bon, yep, uh, is performing at Times Square and at the party that is also being. He's performing everywhere. He's just doing everything. He's, Who, and he apparently doesn't write his own songs. No, because he only sings covers in this movie. Yep. Give me at least one Bon Jovi song. Nope. Like if you're putting him on screen, no, 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 I no. demand one. I know why. Why they don't have a, they don't have enough money. To get the songs. They can get him. Not enough for the songs. It's just baffling. Make it a combo deal. No, 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 no. Whoever the casting manager is of that movie, you failed everyone. Yeah. Just put it in him, his contract. Just make him Bon Jovi. Why make this character up if he's just going to be nobody? Like, he's just going to be... Because he's going to get back together with Catherine Heigl. Can we talk about how unpleasant she is on screen? Oh, she's just a... She no, looks... I'm not, not going to say that. It's really rough. No, she's a bitch. I feel like she's a bitch. Yeah, in every role. Yeah, 
And I'm going to assume in real life, hence why her career It doesn't seem like she's acting. No, like she just seems real tough to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck their storyline. She's a caterer. They were together. He wanted to get with her. There was some miscommunication. They broke up. It's been years. She sees him for the first time in years. She slaps him. Oh, no. So, Fia Vergara's there putting on a shitty Spanish accent while her tits are nearly flowing out of her every... Every top. And Russell oh, she's Peters supposed to be there, working, yep. but tits are everywhere. Yep. And what do you know? They, they get, get together. together. Cool Whatever. story. Yep, cool. Um, <laughs> fuck, fuck this <laughs> what else do we have? Josh DeHamel. So he starts off his storyline at his cousin's wedding out in Whoop Whoop. Yep. I think a cousin. Yeah. And now yeah, he is the cousin. last family member to get married. And everyone makes jokes about, oh, he can get all the women he wants now. Uh He's like, nah, I think it's time to settle down. He really needs to get back to New York because he needs to make the speech at the party that everyone else is planning and Cameron Hoggle is catering for. I'm really trying to get through this quickly now. (laughs) It seems that way. I just can't do it anymore. And uh, (laughs) Do you want me to try? Yeah, we'll get through this one. And uh, He can't. Find a way to get home. His car breaks down. Uh, we meet Larry Miller. Larry Miller, who has some of the comedic scenes. Yep. Um, as the tow truck driver. He's the tow truck driver. He's he, not the fix-it driver. He's the tow yeah. truck driver. I like that. He he tows he tows Josh to the nearest church because no mechanics open. Yeah. And we meet the whatever his name is. The pastor again. The pastor. And they get on an RV because yep. they're going to New York, which is fucking coincidental. And Josh will pay for all. Yeah, all the gas. All the gas. Yep. And then he gets to the party. He makes his speech. Yep. Everyone's happy. Yep. Makes his mum cry. He cries. All the women then want to have sex with him. Yeah. But he's like, no, 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 no. Because on the RV, he recounts a tale of last New Year's Eve where he met a woman. Yep. They didn't really do much, but they they had a moment is what it seemed. It didn't seem like they had anything. They were... They were... He left... A party early to go to another thing. Mm-hmm. He met her, and then she's gone. Come back here in a year's time. That's it. Yep. And he was enamoured with her. Yeah, for some reason. But uh, we'll get to who that is later. Oh um, God. And so yeah, he turns down every woman, um, and leaves the party to go meet his mystery woman. Yep. We'll come back to that. Uh huh. Hillary Swank. Yeah. And the Times Square. Luda. Uh. <laughs> It's my favourite part of this podcast now. Um, their storyline is that she is part of the Times Square Alliance. Yeah, something like that. Which really annoyed me. They said it too many times. It's surely not a real thing. If it is, people need to get a life. Um, well, I don't... I mean, Times Square is a big thing. And if they... With an event like this, they might need people to do it. I don't know whether they've got... A singular person doing everything about the ball drop. Yeah. God, I which is what this movie was. Yeah. So her her whole thing is she's in charge of the ball drop. Uh-huh. What do you know? The ball drop. Well, it doesn't, well it's not it, the fact that it's not dropping. It didn't go it's up. It's not going up. Um, so her storyline is pretty much the town of New York turning against her. Yeah, they didn't like her very much. Um, because she can't get it done. And then even Matthew Broderick... Comes up. Was he the mayor of New York, the senator? No, no, he was the president of that alliance. Oh, God, they really made it seem like no, he so was someone important. Yeah, because they got the actual mayor of New York at the last in the last scene. Yeah. And they had Ryan Seacrest do whatever. Uh... 
whatever they fix it character even more annoying they fix it because they get the old foreign eastern european yamiski yeah whatever who comes and fixes it was that was that someone of note the actor yeah he was in i feel like he was in er a lot Ah. Yeah, well, he was I okay. I can always guarantee he was in a yard, but I can't. No, I don't care. Don't Whatever. care. <laughs> um, so guess what? The ball goes up, the ball comes down, but she decides that she has somewhere more important to be. Yep. Which is where her storyline intersects with a storyline of Robert De Niro and Hal Berry, where Robert De Niro is... It's, he's on death's doorstep. Did they say what was wrong with him? He's old. He's just cancer, whatever. Something was wrong. He's dying. She she said hospice, which occasionally is usually, probably cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Carrie Yule's character's like, nah, it's too late. Yep, my lucky champ. Um, she spends the evening with him, comforting him, and throughout the night he uh, thinks it's his daughter. Yeah, thinks that it's his daughter. Says some things, and you're like, oh. Okay, I see where this is going. Mm. And then Hilary Swank appears, and you're like, yep, of course, she's the daughter. Yep. But before that happens, there is a moment where Hilary Swank is running to the hospital, yep. and Josh DeHamel's character is running to meet his uh, mystery girl, and you're like, Lady, oh, yep. this, this is it. They've done it. And no, they run past each other. Fuck off, movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that pairing makes more sense. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Hilary Swank is Robert De Niro's daughter, um, and clearly is in her role because Robert De Niro's character loves the ball drop. The ball drop immensely. Um, <laughs> they then go up onto the roof. Yeah, she, it's freezing. She, it's freezing. It's she, from the middle of winter. She takes him out of the hospital bed, which is keeping him alive. Yeah, uh, and then takes him up on the roof in a wheelchair, and he takes his beanie off. Uh, I assume he dies up there. Oh, he definitely died. He died when the ball dropped. I'm going to assume she left the body up there, because the next time we see her, she is sans wheelchair. Yeah, she's... (laughs) Yeah, I can only assume Robert De Niro is still there. He's jumped. (laughs) He didn't jump. (laughs) He had no energy. uh, (laughs) He's there frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So that... That's their storyline. Yeah, whatever. At the end of the day, Ludacris, Ludacris is there has to, a give family. Some, to try and give some sage advice, but every time he <laughs> speaks, he's absolutely laughable. He just looked really funny in that policeman's outfit. It was too big. You were it right. It was too big. Yeah. I don't want to say what I said during the movie. What did you say? Who was actually probably for the, the police suit. Oh, yeah. I won't say it. Terrence Howard. <laughs> You probably it got recast like Terrence Howard suit. Anyway, yep. so there's that storyline. Yep. What's the last mother daughter? Okay, mother daughter. Yep. Is Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. Abigail Breslin, and she kids. is a teenager. She wants to go to, out for New Year's Eve with her friends in Times Square. She doesn't want to let her. She runs off. Sarah Jessica Parker follows. They reunite. She's in trouble. But go out with your friends anyway. Moral of the story. Because guess what? Mum's fucking thirsty because she's bloody Josh Jehammel's woman. Yeah. And then they catch up and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined I'm, you. You're not spending a year pining after Sarah Jessica Parker. No. And you made the greatest point. Yeah. He was probably drunk. Oh, he would have been. He's dead sober this year. Looks at her and you, you'd think... Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a year who's, I'm not getting who's back. Who's this horse? 
All right, it's the woman I fell in love with, apparently. Yeah. And uh, they get in a horse-drawn cart and away they go. Yep. (laughs) Was that it? (laughs) And then they had bloopers or whatever. Oh, bloopers reel, which was intercut with scenes of Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer dancing at the party. Yeah. Because in the end they went together because he's pretty much just going to fuck her. (sighs) So that... That was New Year's Eve. That was New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. Um, my recommendation, never watch this movie. <laughs> no one, no one ever needs to see this again. No. I feel like I've seen it twice now. I've definitely seen it twice. Yeah. Um, I might, yeah, I might, I might let Sarah know not to listen to this one. Is she a fan of this as well? Well, in, in the last... In Love Actually podcast, yeah, she said she mentioned that she liked it, um, but then she remembered that she didn't really recall any of it. So, so she's blacked it out, perhaps. Uh, so I'll chime in with my thoughts on the movie. It was very painful. One, yeah, one out of five. Yeah, that's that's about the right level. <sighs> There's, it was there's unple- nothing, there's it was just not fun to watch, was it? No. Yeah. Like with with a bad movie, I love a bad movie because mm. it is bad. This is just this throwing was, people it, on a TV on, on a screen. There's just this there's this air of pretension mm. where they're trying to make you Feel. have feelings, and yeah. it's like no, this is so it's manufactured not and false. And does, does this make you appreciate love actually more? A little bit. A little bit. I, I, th- watching this and then watching what Love Actually was, geez, that felt so much better. Yeah. Didn't it? It had heart when we said that. Now. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, that's how. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing out. I was, I was actually, I was reading about New Year's Eve and they said no one liked it, but apparently you made a fair amount of money. Yeah. Well, big People names. Gonna go you're going to go see it and then you're going to go, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. Yeah. Shall we... Now refer to our friends at Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. And have a quick read. Because with this film, the tomato meter is at 7%. Yeah. Audience score, 45%. It's a, it's a big jump. Yeah. So the critical consensus of this movie, shallow, sappy, and dull, New Year's Eve assembles a star-studded cast for no discernible purpose. Not incorrect. Not incorrect at all. But let's go to some user reviews. I so I had a quick peek at some user user reviews. I didn't I didn't show Mark all of them, but fair to say there's some glowing reviews of this movie. Not so many. Should we just go the top ones again on Rotten? Well, well you can, but I found a few. Have you got yours loaded up? No. Okay, I'll read out a few. Okay. So first off, audience review, two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. Nice, snappy little review from them. A little bit funny. Good, but not great. <laughs> That's their review. We also have a three and a half review. Yeah. Uh-huh. All eyes are on New York on New Year's Eve. Similar to the Valentine's Day movie, follows the lives of people interacting. Pregnant couples compete to win money for giving birth to the first baby of the new year. Robert De Niro has a dying wish. A guy and gal agree to meet one year on in New York City. Good cast. Heartwarming. That's not a review. 
No. That's a synopsis. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that was his thoughts. Oh. Candy Rose was their name. <laughs> Thanks, Candy. Cheers. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. i got to read another one. Go for it. One and a half stars. Oh, no. Gang-banging this movie with lots of big names wasn't enough to save it from its mostly poor acting and some cliché dialogue. The only part I liked was De Niro's character. Ashton Kutcher and Liam Michelle's parts were kind of cringy. The whole pregnancy thing with Seth Meyers wasn't great either. And Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer's romantic interest is just weird. Just a few touchy moments and less chuckles keep this from being half a star. Oh, wow. He's going hard. Whack! Thanks, uh... No name. No name. So, there are a few five-star ones in there. Oh, my God. Did you find them? Yep. I'll, I'll leave these for you. Okay. You want me to read them out? Yep. This is from Caitlin L. Great casting. Love this movie. I wish they would do more movies like this. Well, you're in luck, Caitlin. Because <laughs> this is part two of a trilogy, apparently. There's at least two more. <laughs> so, your wish has come true. Oh, God. Uh, now, this one is from Khalid S. That movie make me love New York spirit so damn much. Acting and storytelling was great. All right, Khalid. Thank you, Khalid. And oh, this is my last one I'll read out. This is from Thaddeus D. This is probably good because there's 137 pages. Of yeah, there's reviews. a lot of them. Yeah. This was a very funny, action-pack feel. Loved it. Thank you very much for making quality films again. Thank you, Thaddeus. I don't know who he's referring to. Perhaps Gary Marshall, the director. <laughs> Maybe. But, but there's uh, that. Wow. I, I think that's that's enough. You've done it. That's enough. <laughs> I feel said. like this is the movie that's defeated you the most. Yeah, I think it has. It's just... Yeah. At least with some of the other shit movies, there was a cohesive plot I could follow. Like with, um, This was just a jumble. I, I need a movie that doesn't have 40 characters in it. It's been... It's too much. <laughs> it was too much. And it felt like, yeah, everyone was connected in some capacity, which... It doesn't have to be everyone connected. No. It it, it just does feel like they, they watched Love Actually and went, I can do that. Yeah, this this will work. This will work. Smart. Let's just get all these famous people here. Make it happen. Josh DeMarle. Fucking hell. <laughs> all right, everyone. So that's, that's that. That's that. That's that. Um, but, hey, we did this podcast on New Year's Eve. We did. Happy. To watch New Year's Eve as yes. it is New Year's Eve. So, Happy New Year. Yes. Um, hoping that in the new year brings, you know, all the good stuff to everyone. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to, you know, ramp things up in the new year as well. So mm -hmm. we're pretty excited now for 2018. We'll get Bakesy back. Uh, yes. Unsure if that's a, a good thing. Um, it's time, a thing. Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, just make sure, you know, if you are listening on New Year's Eve, that you have a great night. Stay safe. Yes. And we'll enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Always stay safe. Yep. See you all. In the new year. See you, everyone. See ya.